Hello, everyone. This is Erica Spicer Mason, writer and editor with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast today. I'm thrilled to be joined by Connor Lewis, the Vice President of National Healthcare Development at Ryan Companies, and Brian Blankenship, the Vice President of Facility Development at Surgery Partners. Today, we're going to talk about the three pitfalls to avoid as you're developing an ASC. Connor and Brian, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to have you both. And just to get us started and to give our listeners a little bit of context, I'm wondering if you both can just share a little bit more about yourselves and your roles and also your experience in the field. Connor, maybe we can start with you. Sure. So I'm Connor T. Lewis. I am the National VP of Healthcare for Ryan Companies. I deal with uh, specialized in surgery center development. I've been with Ryan Companies. I believe I'm going into my 10th year, so not quite there. And I develop, build, and design roughly two to four surgery centers a year. Great. Thanks, Connor. Hi, my name is Brian Blankenship. I'm Vice President of Facility Development for Surgery Partners. Uh, my primary role with the company is I oversee the design and construction and development of our outpatient surgery centers, uh, both new construction and renovation of our existing facilities. Uh, I've been with the company almost 16 years. Uh, I'm formally trained as an architect and practiced uh, in architecture for about seven or eight years before I joined the company back in 2004. Great. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate you both sharing a little bit more about your roles and um, your, you know, really rich experience in development and building. I think this is a great place to, to start our conversation. Um, I wanted to kind of get us grounded in some of the, the trends that we're seeing in healthcare today as ASCs are growing and more are being built. So we know that we're seeing shifts toward value-based care, focuses on patient satisfaction and addressing financial and staffing challenges. Can you say a little bit about how these trends are affecting ASC business and operations, and then also how a sound development strategy can help to address those challenges? Brian, maybe you can kick us off. Yeah, I'd love to. So Erica, what we're seeing is that surgery centers are larger than they were 10 to 15 years ago. ORs are larger. Uh, storage needs for supplies and equipment have put increased pressure on the size of the facilities. Uh, primary drivers in this is the higher acuity cases are, are being pushed from the hospital to the outpatient setting, uh, you know, primarily by Medicare and commercial payers uh, to cut healthcare costs. Uh, this has also been beneficial from a patient perspective because the patient experience is enhanced in the surgery center. It seems to be a more intimate setting for the patient. Uh, it's typically you know, a smaller facility. It's easier for the patient to navigate through the center. Lots of one-on-one -on -one contact and care from the providers. And it's just really a great experience for the patient overall. Yeah, I would say to piggyback on that, I think Brian hits it out of the park with that. Um, you know, it is a big influx with insurers and hospitals are now taking a, a far less combative stance on surgery centers. Uh, I think as a result, I think we're finding more hospitals are likely to be accepting of an ASC or even one a JV. Uh, on top of that, I think you're looking at just how much technology has changed in the surgery room, in the OR. Uh, as it keeps improving, surgery centers are starting to do more and more comprehensive surgeries. I mean, we're doing 
orthopedic cases that we didn't dream about doing, you know, 10 years ago. And that kind of gives birth to the, you know, one of the trends we see in development is the, you know, the 23 hour stay. So yeah, it's, it's been amazing. I, I think as we continue down this path, it's going to be really interesting to see what types of future surgeries gravitate towards the surgery center that, you know, quite frankly, maybe we can't even imagine today. And, and I'll follow up on that too. Uh, we are finding that we are increasing our partnerships with hospitals. I think the hospitals are realizing that it's, it's cheaper for them to partner or a JV in a surgery center uh, to add additional OR capacity uh, as compared to perhaps expansion on their big campuses. Uh, you know, construction costs are much cheaper on the outpatient side than they are, you know, doing a major renovation inside the four walls of an existing hospital. So I think, you know, from cost saving standpoints for the patient and cost savings uh, for hospital systems, they are starting to really see the benefit of the, of the outpatient surgery center. I appreciate you both sharing all of this perspective, you know, with all of these growth opportunities, you know, we're seeing that to your points about technology improving, you know, that need for more space, patients also feeling more satisfied because of more one-on-one contact, you know, it's such a mix of really great opportunities and I'm sure challenges come along with that as well. Um, you know, just for the sheer need of more space. And I'm sure many other resources on top of that. So I'm wondering if you can share what the key factors are when folks are considering building or developing an ASC or even expanding an ASC network. And then beyond that, as part of your work in the field, are there common missteps that you see in this process? Brian, maybe we can have you start us here. Yeah, I I think one of the important key factors here is right-sizing the facility. Uh, you certainly don't want to underbuild for your surgical demand, but you also don't want to overbuild. So there is a bit of a fine line there in terms of getting these facilities right-sized. And the way you do that is you work with your physician partners on the types and number of cases that they are going to bring to the facility, both now and you know projecting out five, seven years into the future. Uh, You know, many times it's cheaper to build in a little bit of an expansion capability on the onset of a project, you know, as compared to coming back and trying to renovate and expand later. Um, You also have to consider your your staff counts, your staff requirements, uh, number of patients you're gonna have in the waiting room, for instance, waiting on a particular surgery you know, the anticipated equipment that you're going to have in a building, um, the supply needs, all of those things you really have to consider when you're sizing the facility. And then sometimes you're also faced with a decision of renovating an existing facility versus going out and building brand new. Uh, Some points that we alluded to earlier, you know, the evolution of the surgery center has caused these facilities to become larger, more dependent on technology, you know, codes have changed over time, so it puts demands not only on the physical plant, but, you know, those mechanical electrical plumbing systems that become perhaps outdated or end-of-life cycles on, on certain pieces of equipment. So all of those things have to be taken into consideration as well. And then, of course, uh, overall efficiency, you know, there's a big push to 
be energy conscious. So you want to look at the efficiency and effectiveness of the building systems that are in place in an existing facility versus building that new and putting all new systems in that will, you know, be more energy efficient. I'd say one of the interesting ones, and, and mine's going to have a different spin, and I might have uh, the second part of it is going to bring up something because I know your audience is probably, you have surgeons, doctors, you have probably health systems, you have surgery center groups, and you might have like real estate people. So, the, you know, the old adage in real estate is location, location, location. And while that may hold some weight, it doesn't hold a ton of weight when it comes to like a standalone ASC. So a lot of times if I'm starting off an initial conversation with a group, uh, sometimes we get really caught up or they get really caught up on this needs to be, you know, located on the corner of Maine and Maine or Maine and First Avenue, what have you. And, you know, when I talk to them about surgery centers and what we're seeing is that, you know, surgery centers as a standalone model is not a line of sight business. You don't drive down Main Street and see, you know, surgery partners newest facility and say, oh, I need a knee replacement. I'm going to go to that facility there. That's just not how it works. Right. Um, so it's part of the message to our clients is trying to figure out what their best needs are and then figuring out what's the best location that fits those needs that, that offers convenience rather than visibility. And in doing so, you know, there's often an ability to reduce the cost because you're not spending too much per acre. Um, you know, the second part to this is not so much for the surgeon who may be listening, but maybe the developer, maybe the landowner, maybe the building owner. And in, in this case, I tell people, you know, the what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Well, when it comes to surgery centers, the chicken always comes first. And what I mean by that is, I get at least two calls a week from landowners, brokers, building owners saying, hey, I've got a great spot for a surgery center. And, you know, I'm not going to argue with their location, but if you don't have a group of doctors that are already contractually, aren't contractually tied up, then you really don't have an ASC. The doctors and I are always, and I mean always, have to come first. And that's something for, if you have a listener out there that just has a great piece of land and they think, hey, we should build a surgery center there, you know, I kind of throw that out is if you don't have the doctors, you don't have a surgery center. I think Brian kind of went into balancing out, you know, the needs of today with what you may need in the future. I think that's one of the big pitfalls is if you design, develop, and build for what you need today, you may have some issues two years from now when you've added three new surgeons or you've added two new specialties and you've realized that you need to grow. So if you are in growth mode and you're looking at a surgery center rather than postpone, I would look at your planning and design for the ability to potentially expand on that space or even look at maybe how you can have spec space within the existing building that you can expand to. And then finally, I think this is a big pitfall. And I mean, this is very specific to today. And that's really underestimating your capital demands, perhaps even more so that like post-pandemic, and under the current financial constraints of the times we live in, you know, the issues with supply chains when it comes to building it and capital costs and or the cost of capital. I think understanding the capital that it's going to take that goes into a brand new facility needs to be well understood. And, and it's all these things, these three, four, six things, if you look at, you know, adding my list with Brian's is exactly why I think you need 
a group of people, experts, if you will, to help you guide some of these things. Because there's going to be in a new facility, Brian, I, I think you'll agree with this. There's always going to be two curveballs that come about from pre-development to development to construction that you may not anticipate on the front end, but having the flexibility of having some experts on your team to help you weather that storm is essential. Yeah, and Connor, you know, projects that we've had the good fortune to work together on, we, we've approached it in that very manner in terms of trying to anticipate what those curveballs are. You know, we're doing things now that we wouldn't have dreamed doing five, six, seven years ago in terms of, you know, ordering generators early, yeah. uh, ordering electrical panels early. I mean, you're almost ordering materials before your design is completed just to try to get these things delivered on some sort of reasonable schedule. And, and unfortunately, best laid plans don't always bear fruit. So it's, you can order things early and still be surprised at the midpoint of the project when things are delayed. So the, the project delivery has really changed and evolved over time. And to, to your point, Connor, having, having development partners and operators that understand that and can react to that early is, is paramount. Yeah, I guess if I was going to throw one more in there, I hate to, add, to pile on here, but when you're the the surgical group, I think it helps to have, you know, all of the doctors working in unison if you can, right? I, I think it's great to have a group of leaders within your practice that are going to spearhead the project and will help run the meetings and deal with all these different things that come about uh, because there can be times where we get a lot of hands in the cookie jar and it's hard to figure out how to move forward on a timely manner, especially specifically when, you know, you are on a timetable. So I think having those internal meetings, working with your operational partners, and then just great communication across the board of, Hey, this came up, uh, let's have a meeting and figure out how to solve this issue. I think that just goes a long way. And it comes back to communication. Yeah, and I'd like to maybe make a point on an earlier uh, topic about site selection. You know, to Connor's point, surgery partners, we don't do surgery. You know, we partner with physicians and surgeons that do surgery. So when we're looking at site selection for an ASC, you know, we view the ASC as an extension of the physician's practice. We, we want that location to fit within their practice patterns. You know, for example, be convenient to their clinic or be convenient to the hospital. Sometimes, you know, a third factor in site selection is where do the physicians live? You know, they, because they, they this is another arm of their business and you want it to be convenient for them. Uh, so it just enhances their experience. You know, we're, we're focused on the patient experience, but we're also focused on the physician experience. That's one that's going to be using the surgery center. Yeah. Thank you so much for building on that, Brian, to your point, you know, patient experience so important, but with the workforce shortages that we're seeing, of course, staff satisfaction is really important as well. Um, and you both gave so much great insight on the missteps that you're seeing. So I want to see if I can summarize <laughs> some of the key takeaways here. So it sounds like when building a new ASC or expanding an ASC network, location is vitally important, more so for convenience than visibility. 
and that goes for convenience for patients and staff. It also sounds like in terms of the ASC itself, the doctors need to come before the facility, that solid uh, foundation of doctors is critical. And also you can't underestimate capital demands. And I think another takeaway beyond that was working with great partners and having great communication. Does that sound right? <laughs> I feel yeah, like I'm- I think you hit it out of the park. Yeah, great. 100% agree. <laughs> great, well, I'm, I'm so glad. I mean, those are really valuable lessons for all of our listeners. I know that as this ASC trend is continuing to grow, these tips will be relevant for even more folks. So thank you both so much. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our audience with today before we hop off? I think the key is the partnership. You know, it's it's your operator company like ours, Surgery Partners. It's your development team that includes design, construction, real estate development, and your physicians. You know, that this is a regardless of of the ownership structure or you know, the, these things are partnerships from the onset to the end. And I think it's important to have that good, strong foundational partnership up front that certainly helps get the project started off on the right foot. I'm wearing the developer hat here. I think I'm a huge proponent of ASC management companies when I'm doing a, a surgery center development like surgery partners, you know, from a development, from a developer side of it, they've done this process a hundred times. You know, they know what to expect. They know the right questions to ask. Nothing really kind of surprises them in the, in, in the whole process. And their size can certainly help the doctors, physicians, surgeons reduce their risk. And because of the size of the nature of these groups, they also help reduce your rent because we're looking at their books, which are national books versus a group of physicians books, which may be one practice and one surgery center. So there can be like massive implications when it comes to like your rental rate, for instance, which I think everybody cares about. Uh, the other one, and it may be from a, a selfish standpoint, but probably a buyer beware, is use a developer and builder who has a ton of experience in ASCs. ASCs are not medical office buildings and the HVAC alone, that component alone can be a downfall to many new ASCs. I see it a lot where we have to go in and help fix something. And this is like one of those moments where I think you can lean on experts in the industry, whether that a management company or a developer who specialize in this specific product type. You know, you don't go to a medical office building convention to learn about surgery centers, you go to Becker's. And there's a reason why you go to Becker's because it's all about the surgery centers. So it's mm -hmm. kind of the same thing. Get as much knowledge as you can when you're looking to do a de novo or if you're looking to renovate or even build a new surgery center, do as much fact finding as you can and just educate yourself on, you know, the do's and don'ts of developing a surgery center and working with partners. Thank you so much, Connor and Brian. You've given such amazing tips for our audience today and you've really underscored the importance of that partnership. Um, and expertise seems like it really can't be underestimated in the ASC space. So I want to thank you both again for your time and the discussion today. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Had a great time. Likewise. And we'd also like to thank Ryan Companies today for sponsoring this episode. Listeners, you can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com.